This is part two of a two-part podcast. Hi, my name's Ryan. I've been a supporter of Paul's for many years now. I wish to get the podcast and video creation part of the system we call Paul back up to full speed. And I think Patreon support is a big part of that system. Go over to patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. Make a pledge for each artifact that Paul creates. Again, the site is patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast. So, for do-overs, um, I mean, basically, there's been, the yeah, for do-overs, I think the first thing I would do is hire an MBA. And there's... Um, what? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're going to go to the greedy capitalist world and pull somebody in? What's wrong with you, man? I just gave you a million bucks for permaculture. <laughs> and I'm giving it away to those guys. I, I kind of feel like we would be self-sustaining right now if we could get just one of the big three things happening. Yeah. And uh, so one would be the, the thing where it's the um, uh, uh, event coordinator and rental manager. And I think we're all set for somebody. I mean, we're we're currently offering like they get to keep eighty percent um, for. Is it? Uh, I I think it's the end of the year, but they get they get eighty. I'm trying to get the program started, but yeah. it's like we need to to fill our calendar with events, which then leads to renting out the structures. And um, uh, we've got a guy here now who is when he arrived is like I can only be here for a few months, but I'll mm. try to get it all off the ground. And and so he's trying all kinds of stuff, uh, but but he's here temporary, and he doesn't want to set up an event if he's not going to be here to do it. And so he's trying to find somebody to fill his shoes after he goes, so he's to, to train up and things like that. And so you know, it sounds like a circus of auditions to me. Circus of auditions is exactly it. So so really, um, like, what does it take to get a Fred? And and it's like I think you gotta you gotta have a parade of people come through. You have to have fifty, sixty people come through to get a Fred. Maybe even a hundred or two hundred people yeah. uh, until until you have a Fred. And we we like, had somebody who you know was going to do it, and then she fell in love, uh, and off she went. And uh, um, in a way, I I, things happen. I I wish her happiness, and and tw- in a twisted, sick way, I kind of am rooting for it not to work out because I want her to come back. Come back. She was awesome. Help me. Help she was me. amazing. So you got. All right. If I had a million dollars, that's your question. So you got the MBA. The MBA would be the first thing, and I think if we get the MBA, could then uh, fill the three large roles. Mm-hmm. And um, and then manage all these things with because an MBA's function is to make it rain. Right. And it's like okay, I want an MBA who uh, is is loves permaculture, loves my flavor of permaculture. And you talk about these folks out out west who actually have a green MBA program. Right. And um, and it's, maybe there's a maybe there's a match. And I think part of the million dollars is going to be like bring an MBA out. And we're going to say, you got to meet these criteria in this timeline. And then they probably won't. So you kick them out and you move on to the next one. Right. And, and I kind of feel like I need to, I need to be doing that more. Like for anybody where I'm paying the money, I need to say, okay, I'll hire you and I'll, I'll pay you money. Uh, I mean, by paying you, I'm setting everything back and I'm taking a risk. Um, but 
on week one, here's what you need to have accomplished. And on week two, you need to have accomplished this much. And it's like, if you're not willing to jump in on that, and by and basically by the end of the month, you need to be bringing in as much as I'm paying you. And if you're not, you got to go. Otherwise, it just isn't sustainable. And I can't help but think that for any gig that, um, I don't know, 90 to 95% of the people aren't going to make the cut. And That's a pretty harsh criteria you're, you're rolling with. I can see it being realistic, though, having seen the parade of individuals that you've had to deal with. Well, and there's been, i got to say, we've had and such fantastic people. There, there have been great people. Like However, Jocelyn and Fred, um, and then, of course, the, the staff at Permuse.com. There are some amazingly awesome people. Some hugely awesome people. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm okay. <laughs> but there are some freaking awesome. There are some people that are just, they, I sit there and I go on and I'm I'm going to try to do something. And I'm like, holy shit, these people are crazy. Look at what they've done. Look at what they did. And, now, I like and what. I li- and I'm, and I, I'm amazed by it. I, I, I like what Joseph Lofthouse says. And uh, Joseph says a lot of things, so you're going to have to be more precise. In that podcast that I did with him when he was sitting okay. right where you're sitting right now. Okay. Um, and, and he was saying that I don't want people to help me anymore. Huh. And, and it, yeah. because what happens is, is that for nearly everybody, by the, by the yeah. end of the day, I've accomplished less than if I just did it by myself. And he says there's like one person out of 20 where at the end of the day I'll actually have gotten more done. But then, and then the people where um, he'll have gotten less done at the end of the day, those people are like, "You should be paying me twenty dollars an hour." Mm-hmm. And and it's like, and then the oh, other thing. Good. So so when I, when Julia was here, and she's a pediatrician, right? And Julia was here, then uh, uh, she was saying, it's kind of like if somebody came to my office, a doctor's office, and was like, "I'm going to learn to be a doctor," and so I'm going to help. I'm going to come and stand next to you. And help, and it's like, oh, you're gonna slow everything down, and yeah. and it's like, no, I'm helping. You should pay me because I'm helping, and I and I kind of feel like, um, you know, what we what we need to do is is uh, somehow nip nip that because that's a resentment engine right there. Oh, that's a huge resentment engine. That's, yeah. In fact, that's some of the drama that I've witnessed over the past few years around here has been. Resentment engine driven like on steroids. Well, like on nuclear fire. So, so I I think that there's been a lot of lovely people that have come, mm-hmm. and uh, and they've done lovely things, mm-hmm. and they've been they've been great. They've been absolutely wonderful, mm-hmm. uh, through and through. And then there's people that are great for a while. It's easy to be great. It's easy for everything to be smooth when everybody around you is behaving so magnificently. Uncle Frank. And then they they hit a bump in the road, for whatever reason. And I told Paul to do this. Usually this is what it works out to. I told Paul to do this thing, and Paul said no. Therefore, uh, Paul's a fucking asshole, and I got to do everything. You got to be more people's bitch. And I got to do. I got to do everything I can to scorch the earth, because that's how I roll. I'm a scorched earth person, and and so because Paul would not obey, because I told him, you got to do as I say. Or else, and I gotta promise you that my if I don't give the biggest possible or else package that I can muster, no one's gonna believe my or else, and they won't obey me. And I need everybody to obey me. So, so you're saying they're coming here for street cred. <laughs> 
Hey, and and like when we made the podcast about 47, right. look at the street cred he got on Reddit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love drama. In fact, I kind of, you know, it's funny. Um, before the Fouch video came out, uh, um, Nick Fouch was talking about how they're looking at ways to try to expand their audience. And there's a bunch of this shit going on on YouTube where there's people like bitching about the other channels. Mm-hmm. And then the stuff where they're bitching about the other channels, that gets like 10, 50 times the views huh. of their regular shit. And it's like, wow, look at all this traffic I'm getting now. All I got to do is make some drama. And that's what these reality shows do, which that's is why it. I don't talk I... to the reality TV shows anymore. They keep wanting to talk to me. And I'm like, I'm, and so what I do is I say, if you want me to talk to you, to just talk to you about doing a show, you, you, you go ahead. Here's my PayPal account. You send me over $1,000. And we'll talk. Because they're fucking getting paid to talk to me. Right. And it's like, and, and basically, I want to get paid to tell them to fuck off. <laughs> which you can abuse, which you can then use to infect more brains of permaculture. Well, the important thing is, is that they don't want to tell anybody about permaculture. Nope. They want to make a drama show. They mm. want to, and in fact, uh, I got a chance to visit with that, that old coot, um, Mick Dodge. Uh, uh, he had a show for three years. I think it was on the Discovery Channel. And so he lived uh, he lived out of a stump yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah, in the yeah, Oregon yeah. rainforest. Yeah, he still does. Yeah, he still does. Um, he probably moved stumps so he, he doesn't have the traffic. stumps because, yeah, probably too many people. But, yeah, I remember that guy. He was, but he's, he's wild. He's awesome. No, no, I visited with him for a couple of hours. Holy cow. And it's like, you know, so the, the, the production company would call the Department of Making You Sad and report him just so that they could video them coming and fucking with him. And and they, they set up all... They, they fucked with him constantly. And and then they, they constantly told him he had to do these things that he didn't want to do. And so on the... It got to be three years, and finally he just started putting his foot down. Like, I am not doing that. That is not who I am. It's not what, uh, what I'm about. You got the wrong monkey in this show. And, and so finally... He would not, you know, create enough drama, and so they stopped showing his show. They they're all done. Oh, well. And and it sounded like he pretty much got paid nothing for yeah. doing that. He still wears the same clothes. <laughs> and his bank account is not larger. Yeah, yeah. So all right. <clears throat> so three things. So the NBA event manager, the various three big peoples. All right. So I've got down here the, for the big roles are the rental and event manager. I think mm-hmm. those two kind of go together. Right. And then the education director. So right. PEP 1, PEP 2. Once this Kickstarter is over, I am devoting my life to PEP 1, PEP 2. I think that's huge. I have asked I five different people if they can flesh that out. One guy kind of fleshed it out a fair bit when we very first had the first idea. And, and basically, I just need to get in there and finish it. And um, but you know, I, I, it's one of those things where I just got to do it myself. Um, uh, uh, natural builder is the third big role. I think mm-hmm. that if we got a natural builder here full time, uh, they could make spec houses. They could make they could make uh, a little wafati and give it all set up so it's all ready to for for gertitude. And then uh, um, I my understanding is is that there are 20 people that are ready to come here for a turnkey system. So if there's already a little wafati and a significant garden and so a fence... So they want a 400-square-foot 400, 400 wafati, a half-acre fenced area where they can put some growies. Yeah. 
and they could run their chickens around in it. And they got water and a place to put their human human biological their 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 willow candy. Their willow candy. Their willow candy pops out your butt. It does. Yeah. And so uh, if they've got a system that's ready to go, then um, they're they're ready. Their money. They're waving their money. They're ready. They're ready to roll in. Um, and so all we got to do is provide it. So um, uh, we need a full-time natural. So all I'm saying is, if I had a million dollars, you got some people that could do some stuff. And then, and then I would want these 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 three roles to effectively be managed by the NBA. Now, I thought, and and this is, you know, I I started something over. Um, at Permies, I, there's a there's a thread there. I started a thread, right. and I was calling it. Let's see if I can remember what I was calling it. Predictable decency. Ah. And so it's kind of like, like permaculture, if man. Fred says he's going to do a thing, I know he's going to do it, right. and I know exactly the timeline, and I can build on that. Mm-hmm. And then there have been some people that are like, I'm coming to do this thing, and I'm going to, and I'm going to like, oh, that's great, that's awesome, we really need that help. That'd be fantastic if we did that. But at the same time, what I'm doing is like thinking, I don't know this person. I don't know if they're really going to do it or not. So I'm going to behave as if they're not going to pull it off. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to continue on with my path. And then I'd have to say that uh, this year, actually it started last October. Somebody came and they were going to do a bunch of stuff. And uh, I mistakenly had confidence that was going to happen. And I made my plans around all the promises, and I just I just had confidence, and I, that confidence was misplaced. And I've I now have been kicked in the nuts like 14 different times because because now I got I've got all the obligations I made, right? And then there's all the obligations that that person was going to do. And so I'm sucking at all of them. You're, and you're, you're overwhelmed with obligation poison right now. Yeah, yeah. Because I could do the things I said I was going to do if those things got done, but then those things didn't get done, and oh, I am so fucked. And so it's kind of like, and I shouldn't have, I should not have put my faith there. Well, so you know who I'm talking about. I do. You know what the thing was. Yeah. You know all the details. Yes, I do. And so, um, and because of that, you are. And I, I mean, I look. I'm, I'm here. I've looked around. I see what's here, and I know it can be done. Yeah. You know, just in the rental space alone, not me, not to mention just events. Yeah. But in the rental space just alone. Renting. I think a person could bring in six figures just easy. But I also kind of figure like you know. Uh, in order to get people here to rent it, that's the event thing. Well, and, and events are, events are, you know, chicken or egg. Well, chicken or egg. And 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 in order, you know, if you've got a problem that's like, you know, the chicken or the egg, like I can't get this started because I don't have any eggs and I don't have any chickens, and I got to get at least one, but you can only get one. You got the other. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so now you got to use a technique called. Brute force. There you go. And which is where you were at right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so your question to me earlier was if I had a million dollars, and it's like okay, with a million dollars, I got what it takes to do brute force. You got serious brute force then. Yeah. And then instead of having to have an event manager and a rental manager do stuff, you got somebody that's built rental stru- built structures, and now you've got 
an income stream from that, from people that are waving their money to come out yeah. here and do permaculture world, and which is better than Jurassic World because there's, well, there's still stuff that wants to eat you, but it's not as big. I think that if I had a million dollars on get all this stuff started, then um, I I believe that in the first year that all these people are getting paid really really well. Like an M- an MBA. Like an MBA ain't gonna come here unless I'm putting up like 140 thousand a year. Professional wage. Yeah, and so so they're all gonna get paid their professional. They're also wages. gonna be giving you a professional product to go with it, which doesn't take all the brute force that a lot of the other a lot of the other artifacts you've got around here have taken. So people building things. Yeah. They get built. You don't gotta stand there and go keep digging in your pocket for this resource or that resource or the other source. It's already known. It's already done. Mm-hmm. It's calculated. Bam, it's done. Mm-hmm. And then you've got an income stream rolling out. I I kind of feel like um, with with this plan mm-hmm. that um, I'd have a million dollars the first year, do this stuff, um, probably get some proper marketing for the DVDs and the cards. Like, like, you know, have the MBA line that up, maybe. And then um, uh, and then get some starting of some new projects. Like, I want to, I really want to find out if the Freezer with Fadi idea works. That'd be an awesome one. You know, I got a list of big experiments to do. But I kind of feel like first year, I think we'll clear half a million mm-hmm. on top of everybody's getting paid. And then, you know, from that point on, it's sustainable. And so, but I, you know, so basically come into this project with the same resources that I, that I started with, only just do it completely differently. And, and I think that that would, that would make a big difference. Um, all right. I want to, I want to go and, uh, look at, look at my notes and, um, uh, cause there's a bunch of stuff we've kind of skipped over. Um, oh yeah. Oh, uh, here's the thing that you and I talked about, uh, this morning and you're going to do this. The biological reverse Kickstarter. Oh my God! Why did I even? Why did I agree to that? That sounds insane. Oh, wait a minute. That sounds pretty freaking cool, man. Yeah. So we're kind of sitting around thinking, like, okay, what do we need to do to improve our forward velocity? And frankly, what I would love to have is six people in the boot camp program, right? Uh, and twenty people waiting to get into the boot camp program. And I kind of feel like if we follow that path for six months, then it's possible that we could have two boot camp teams. Yeah. And then that, so it's 12 people in the boot camp. Now we've got a strong forward velocity. Oh, yeah. So that's, I mean, there's just lots of little things that need to be done. Right. And um, in order to be able to support having 20, 30 people here, there's just work. And it, it's... So I've got so much to say on what needs to be done and what they're going to do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the bottom line is, is like, let's get the boot camp program filled out. And I kind of feel like uh, um, Ant Village is great, but we have seen some people come to Ant Village where they show up with nothing in their pocket and um, they really don't have any skills. And it's not it's not a smooth ride for them. And one of the things that came out of all a lot of the drama from last year was I can't make any money here so I need to go out in town to make money but we don't want anybody to go out in town to make money because interfacing with the locals has had a less than savory aspect 
So I kind of, I mean, and plus I'd, I'm not designing the lab to be a place where you do a commuter job from. Right. I'm, it's a home. I've of, of permaculture home. I have working. right where the idea is is that ever you're girting it in there. Exactly. And and it's like so you don't want to. But um, uh, it's like when you're getting your stuff built, it requires some coin. And I do think it's possible to pull it off without coin, but you're going to be a really good hunter, really good fisherman, really good at a lot of things. You have to bring some skill in or at least, you know, attempt to. And and I kind of feel like what I'd rather do is to get people to the to Ant Village from the boot camp program. Oh, good idea. And and I kind of feel like at least you've built up some skills. And I'm also kind of feeling like the, the PEP 1, PEP 2 stuff, I kind of feel like um, a lot of those skills that you get in PEP 1, PEP 2 are going to uh, really help you be a successful ant. Yes. And if a person comes and they try and they fail... And they find that they're a grasshopper. They tend to do a thing where it's like, oh, I gotta go to this thing real quick, um, back home, a thousand miles away, but I'll be right back. And then they, and then they don't come back. And it's like, which is fine, um, but I, I would rather see more successes. Right. And um, right now, the um, the Ant Village program runs in the red. The boot camp program runs way in the red. Um, everything runs in the red, and I'm just, you know, working my ass off to try to feed it to help get it going right and and it's just pouring money out there in the hopes and the attempt and um uh, innovators somebody started to bring up like oh boot camp program if those people aren't getting paid that's like robbery you know and it's like what what no they're getting skills <laughs> yeah they're that's not about it's yeah it's, I mean, you know whenever i hear that you know go to that point Whenever I hear someone say, oh, these people, they're not getting paid to be there to do this stuff, it's like, you don't get paid to go to school. Right, right. You get you, you pay to go to school. Now, you're given, this is an education that you're providing these people, and it's not costing them anything other than coming here and feeding themselves. Which is why I think it, you know, we need to kind of get the PEP 1, PEP 2 program, you know, like really woven into the boot camp thing. So, it's so some people could just pay to come here for PEP 1, PEP 2, PEP 3, PEP 4. Right. They could come here for the PEP stuff, and that's all they're here for. And that's great. And at the same time, there can be other people that are going to um, be in the boot camp program, and they're going to get the exact same thing, but it's going to just take longer. And Which, you know, because they don't have any money. Sure. Which comes back to the biological. What do you call it? Biological reverse Kickstarter. Oh right, right, mean. right. Which and somebody somebody came up with an idea, and they like they want to throw money at the boot camp program and see it flourish. Yeah. So then we've had uh, in the staff only forum uh, out at Permies, we had weeks of conversation about this. Yes. And then and then I went, I wrote something out at Permies in a public forum about I wish there was a website that did effectively what you are going to now do manually. And so um, let me see. So what you're going to do is you're going to list off like five bounties. And and one of them, the first one is going to be stuff for the first person 
who posts a picture a day out at Permies for 30 days. 30 consecutive days without a break. Right. Right. Because otherwise someone's going to interpret 30 that as, days in a row. Hey, look, man, I know it took me two months, but I put it up. I did 30 days worth. Right. And so, so somebody's going to try to lawyer your ass. Yeah. And I don't want anybody to lawyer your ass. Let them try to lawyer my ass. So somebody might go and post pictures for 10 days and miss a day, and then they're starting over. And so they're going to, they're starting for 30 days in a row. So that'll be one of the things. Post a picture a day for 30 days in a row. And then you're going to get, and then basically people on permies can then pledge, and that, and it'll be totally manual, and you you will manually manage it. Yes. And um and so then you're gonna say, uh you know, and it's a pledge. It's it's they're not, they're you know we don't have a hit squad that's gonna come out and hold a gun to your head if you know on your pledge. I but do I, know people though, just to let you know. <laughs> your friends Vito and Guido. I, I have some friends. I have some friends. So, and tattoos. So the thing is, is that you know there might end up being like 20 different people that are each gonna pony some, put something right. into the, into the kitty for like whoever might possibly do this. So then somebody does it, and you're going to turn to those 20 people, and you're going to say, okay, they did it, pay up. I imagine half of them will pay up instantly with whatever it was. Right. Some of them will be money. Some of them will be like, I will knit you a scarf, uh, you know, whatever. Whatever sort of thing it is. Yeah, and, and then I imagine that, uh, a quarter of them are going to be like, I don't know. I, those pictures weren't very good, <laughs> you know. I expected some high art. Instead, I got some. My kid could do better than that. My kid, my kid's in first grade. And then I think a quarter of them are going to be like, when I pledged, I had the money or the the knitted hat or the care package. Or I bought a latte. But shit happened, and uh, now I'm I'm out. I'm outie. But. If you do another one of those, I'll I'll pledge again, and maybe my 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 scene will be better that time. So that's going to be an interesting side of this. This this idea is how you know once the product is made or once the artifact is accrues, however it might be. Yeah. Um. Then getting the the money from folks, so the money transfer part is going to be fun. So that part's got to, we've got to figure that out. And that's, yeah. it's, 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 it's doable. There's a lot of different systems right now to, to make fundage transfer simple without having to, right. you know. I mean, you could just PayPal the money direct or, you know, if it's a knitted, if it's a knitted scarf, you know. Send it, send it here to the, to the PO box and it's all good to go. Stuff like that. You know, there's, there's a, there's a buffet of options. Right. And, and it's like, uh, and. I mean, like, there's this gal, Sue Ba. I mean, during the Gapper so program awesome. and during uh, the original Ann Village. I mean, Sue, we love you. We think you're the, just the shit, man. <laughs> she sent, I'll bet she has sent 40 care packages. She has. So, uh, and then on top of that, uh, Thomas Rutledge has sent um, tools. Matt, tools, just epic tools, mountains of tools. Uh, um, for uh, first the Gapper program and then the Ant Village program, uh, so just gobs of this stuff, um, and so there's just so much. I mean, there's, and I think what these people are looking for is to live vicariously, and I kind of yeah. felt like the number of pictures going back was was 
pictures are pretty weak. It was very weak. Evan put out a lot of pictures. Evan did a lot. He did um, three pictures a day for a year. Jesse did a lot of video. Um, a lot of other people did a lot of pictures, posts, and whatnot. So, yes, there was there was a lot of artifacts that were being made, and people, and that's what people loved. All the I know that all the threads, all the topics from the ants that got hit were media rich. Yeah. Either they yeah, had video, yeah, yeah. they had pictures, there was drawings, all these things. And then a lot of people there. think they're going to do it, and then they don't. Yeah. I'm going to, and it's like, that was part, during the 20-month party, I, I got those, uh, actually three different guys. I got each of them a really expensive smartphone. That Brigadier phone, I'm not sure if yeah. you're familiar with it. Extremely expensive. And I paid for their unlimited phone stuff. And all I asked for in return was a picture a day up on Permies. And it's like I would have to harass the fuck out of them every week, and I ended up with maybe two pictures a month. And it's, it's like, so I think a lot of people are up to... And then, of course, that was you know, another resentment engine. Right. I mean, I was getting... Oh, fuck, Paul wants me to take fucking pictures all the fucking time. I, uh, I was getting lock, pissy lock. that I wasn't getting my pictures, mm-hmm. and they were getting pissy that they weren't posting the pictures. I mean, right. they were frustrated with themselves. How are they... they got a data plan. It's paid for. Shit, man. You know Come what? On. They're human beings. This is the way human oh, beings are. Human. So that's why I kind of you want to like, You want to throw the human factor in there. What's wrong with you? This so is if you're doing this, if you're doing this... Oh, I get... There's I, no resentments because you know, it's like... Then they're, they're kind of like, you know, I didn't put the pictures up today. I guess I'm just not really doing it. Yo, this is Bill. <laughs> what the fuck, man? You think you're going to get money now? I don't think so. Well, no, I, or actually, it's what the diarrhea monkey they, fuck. That's my favorite one. They, that's my thing. They make their own choices. Yes, they, they make do. their own choices, and then there's no resentments. Right. Because they're they're really under no obligation. Right. It's like if you do it, you get the candy. If you don't do it, you don't get the candy. It's it's not a thing about resentments. Exactly. You know, and and since you're not here, then you know there's not that ah oh, come on element. There's no temptation to say ah oh, come on. Well, they can. I'm just going to show up with some friends. <laughs> so I think that there could be video a day for 30 days. That'd be that'd be quite amazing. Uh, it's not that hard to do. I mean, look at the the Dirt Patch Heaven gal. I mean, she, she puts up a video a day. Justin, Justin Rhodes does a video a day. video a day. In fact, he had he 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 got a lot of people's channels started. Dan's Dan Oman's channel. Got its boost from Justin Rhodes and his 30-day Kickstarter, 30-day challenge where he yeah. put a video a day up, and he'd promote them. There you go. So there's that. I mean, come on, that's that's an awesome thing. That guy, you know, Justin puts out a lot of quality content. He's got a lot of good equipment. Yeah. But the thing is, he started out with a cell phone. Yeah. And a camera. <laughs> and he he's done some amazing stuff, you know. And that's the beautiful thing about it, just by doing. You yeah. develop an eye. And then some people are sure they're going to do it, and then they don't. And it's like, they're, the, the what big am I going to talk about for 20 minutes? All, all I want to do is, I, I think a big thing we've got to be very careful about, and the, the big lessons from the last year or two years is, how do we get a grip on resentments and turn the volume knob right. way down on resentments? Clear, so, cons- clear concise account, account what, what it's going to be. What their criteria are clearly, 
because people like to go back and adjust the criteria in their heads. Uh, sure. And if it's written, if it's in, we'll have a wiki, and it's going to be there. But see, the thing where I gave those guys that cell phone, and and I was post a picture a day, that turned out to be poison. Yeah. That was total poison. That was resentment engine central. But that's, but that's because you're hearing in their and they see you all the time, and sure. so their guilt builds up. Yeah. And it was like, oh, fuck, I forgot that picture. And, oh, fuck, Paul, I don't want to do that picture. And, but oh, I, I really like this phone. And I, I like really this like... phone. I'm kind of glad I got man, this phone. Man, I love this phone. I'm man, using it all the time. Look at all the time I'm spending on Facebook. And, <laughs> and, uh, look at all the time I'm on the Internet. Oh, oh, he wants a damn picture. What am I going to take a picture of? There's nothing to, nothing to take a picture of. I can't... You know, it's funny. They actually said that there's nothing to take a picture of. What? I I took five pictures just on the no. short walk between here and the, and the, and the shop. I, I think I think that, uh, um, yeah, taking pictures of all the growies out in the berm. Uh, I, and I'm the, taking, and I'm taking there's those. probably a hundred different species on that. And each one has a story, yeah. and it's like all what that. You could, cool. you could just do pictures of plants, and that would that would fill it up. Rock it jacks. And you, have you seen the double rock jack? There's one where it's so steep that they I've did a double rock jack. It is a cool looking thing. Where's, is that up here? No, it's back here. Oh, it's okay. back over oh. here. Okay, I'll have to look for that. Yeah, one. yeah. Um, uh, but I think I think that if you take pictures of appropriate technology stuff, there's probably yeah. a good hundred pictures about, right there. What, what do you call it? What do you call it? And just at base camp. What's that? What, what do you call this toothpick fence thing that's going on? The, the junk pole fence. Junk pole fence. There we go. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. I knew it was a word. I just remember. <laughs> I'm old people. Sorry. So rock jacks, junk rock pole jacks. fence. Uh, Gates. Um, the, how about that peach tree we were just talking about? Oh, the at? peach tree, the yeah. apricots that are that are that The are little survived. apricot trees. Um, yeah. How about the, the uh, strawberries that you hate? Uh, yeah, let's take pictures. There they are. Those are the snowberries coming on, and that plant can go. Deer and turkey love them. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I I think that the uh, the little thing that we do at the compost where we kind of mix the uh, root stout method with chop oh, yeah. and drop. Yeah. So like when you saw that peach tree, you didn't see uh, a, a pile of fresh kitchen scraps. There. No, I saw I saw I saw a bunch of fresh chop and drop on top of kitchen scraps. Oh, so you knew it was on top of? Chi- could you tell it was on top of I kitchen can, scraps? I've got a smeller. I can smell. Uh, okay. All right. All right. So I, I could, can smell food, and I didn't see any food. I'm like, oh, and I saw. I looked. You kind of looked. And I'm like, all right. Oh, okay, you're looking for it. So yeah, I, I went out there this morning, and I I put down the uh, the kitchen scraps um, to one side of the peach tree. I was wondering. I. I put away dishes, but I didn't do anything with the compost bucket, so sorry. Yeah, the compost bucket was getting kind of full, so I took it out this morning while you were still sleeping. I was asleep? Are you sure? Your door was closed. Oh, so it must have I did it at about 7.05 a.m. Which would be right before I got up. Okay. So maybe I woke you up, banging the door and shit. No, it was my alarm went off. Oh, okay. All right. And my bladder, because once again, I'm an old man. Uh, I think that I think another cool thing that for the biological reverse Kickstarter, I think another thing would be um, uh, we had these two boots here um, a couple of months back, right. and um, uh, one of them got all inspired to build a moon gate. Oh, and we we're going to do dry stack because we're doing a lot of dry stack now. Heck yeah, and um, and it's like so we went out there. And they did 90% of the work. I tried to help, 
but my spinal cord thing has been kind of haunting me lately. Yeah. Plus, I'm just old and fat, and and all this spinal cord time has made it so that I'm I'm when I get up and I start trying to do something, I get tired really fast. Yeah, because you got no goof, you got no go- got no juice now. I'm a little low on juice. So anyway, I went out and I tried to help. I helped some. And uh, but they did most of the work, really, and they were talking about you know so they made the form to to build the moon gate around, and it's and then this particular moon gate the idea would be to build one that's got a two foot diameter, and then you'd learn the lessons so that you can go on to build on the one that's going to have the seven foot diameter, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm kind of like yeah 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 yeah. And uh, um, so I'm helping out. I helped them uh, with the form design, and I helped them with. Uh, so I was there for the, you know, guiding them on dry stack, and um, and they got about a third of the way up to the part where you got to put the forms in, and that was the end of the day. And it hasn't had anything done with it since. Where is this thing? It's over on the uh, next to Willow Bank. Okay. Yeah. So you got to go up. So past the when you go over there to get some work done at Willow Bank, you know, do a little banking, you know, make a deposit. Make a deposit. Yeah. The future. Then, then yeah. For the children. <laughs> then, then right there, next next to Willow Bank, you'll see this, you know, short stubby rock wall. Okay. And it's the beginning of the Moon Gate. So um, the thing is, so you could have a biological reverse Kickstarter that could be. That in, uh, during somebody's soul labor time, because this is what they're doing. They're doing it during their soul labor time. So oh. it was like a Sunday that they were out there doing this. Um, uh, it could be there, there, that could be a, a thing where you, a bunch of people are like, I want to see it finished. And it's like, so what are going to be? You got to define what are the artifacts. What are we going to get for this biological reverse Kickstarter? And I think what you want to get is probably some video and some pictures. And so, like, I want to see some, I want to, like, there's got to be at least 30 pictures of the thing being built. There you go. And uh, and a video of the thing being built. I don't know, something like that. I'm making this shit up. I don't really know. That's a good plan. And then there could be, I don't know, uh, 20, 30 people that'll each say, I pledge, brr, 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 to be able to get those artifacts. And this all started from people that were like, I want to throw money at the boot camp program. Because I want to see that really go, and it's like um, this so, is this was an idea that came up, and I think it's a great idea. I agree. I agree. It's a, I agree. It's a, a better way. I think it's, I find it to be a better way because if you throw money to give somebody a fee, their fee to just come out here, they've got no skin in the game. Right. And I and as old as I am, one thing that I do know is that with if you don't have skin in the game, yeah. Then shit don't get done. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not it's not a good thing because you don't have the, you don't have the you know you you don't have a plan you don't have the it's like okay I need a place to crash hey somebody's already paid money I'm gonna go out there and crash I I think the big thing we need is critical mass and that's the that's and, and that's what I'm talking about is that instead of having a critical mass of of duds you got a critical mass of people who have skin in the game yeah. And by having skin in the game, you're going to build up all the things that you need to where you are actually functional here in a sustainable, in sustainable fashion without a lot of external inputs. Or, you know, you just get 
just have the uh, income streams so and all that stuff. And So then I, I kind of feel like, all right, so uh, we get six people who are all going to put in $100 to come out here to the boot camp. There you go. And then um, it's possible that there's a bunch of um, these uh, bounties that they can harvest. Fourteen people have, 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 have pledged five bucks a pop to see this artifact. My impression is we got some people that are willing to put in hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars, yes. And or, look, Johnny, you've won an awesome new hatchet or oh, a tool, a, a, tool, a set of tools, a set of tools, uh, a uh, roundwood timber framing tools, maybe uh, draw knives, maybe, maybe some draw knives, some slicks, some chisels, yeah. Ooh. See, there's some ideas here. There, there's, yeah, there's some good stuff. There's some. Good that would stuff. that would require something pretty hefty, I think. To, uh, I, I would be going to put the, together a well, suggestion the is, of the thing. Like the thing is, though, is that the idea behind the reverse biological Kickstarter is that instead of me saying, "Here's the artifact, give me money," it's somebody says, "Here's some money, and I want to see this." Yeah. You know, and if somebody wants to pledge a set of Roundwood tools for 30 pictures a day on the internet. Who am I to question their need to, for what they're doing? <laughs> I I I feel like I mean that's good. I'm thing, just going to protect the fact that they want to see 30 days and they're going to get 30 days. So a thing that bugged me is that uh, in the past people would send in these care packages and they would send in um, these. Uh, Gapper love things and right. stuff like that, and so then I would tell the people that are receiving them because it's not to me, right? And I'd say I think it would be respectful to take two pictures. One picture when it arrives, so you could say it's arrived, mm -hmm. and we're opening it, and then um, within the next three days after that, like an action shot. There you go. And and it's like there's I imagine we finally did. got that about a quarter to a third of the time. Yeah, there's quite like you know I want to say quite a few people did. I I remember seeing lots of pictures of hey this awesome person sent us this and here's what it looks like on me or here's what it looks like in action. Sure. And there was there was quite a bit of that, but there was a whole lot more I know of prompting of prompting to but, get that. But then on top of that, there's even a whole lot more of nothing happening. Yeah, and I kind of feel the like... The box got opened, it got, it got divvied up 14 ways from Sunday. And I, I don't feel it. like it's appropriate for me to take a picture or, and me to say thank you, because it's not to me. No, it's for the individual to do that. Yeah, it's it's like... Um, and I'm, I like the idea that I'm out of the loop on that kind of stuff, but I'm, I was kind of feeling like this is not... You know, and I'm feeling like I'm playing the role of somebody's fucking mom. And this is, like, part of the resentment engine. Yeah. And it's like, That's okay. Kick. So now if you do this, I kind of feel like this is a solution. And mm -hmm. it's like, not a worry, man. Don't build the moon gate. No, no, no prob. No sweat. No sweat. You know? No money. No, no bigs. Um, and, and it's like, you know, you can watch it on your day off. You just watch those clouds pass. Now, I'm kind of thinking, like, between the reverse biological Kickstarter and, like, getting the PEP 1, PEP 2 stuff really on rails so that people who are here for the boot camp can start racking up uh, the stuff for PEP 1, PEP 2, then um, I like to think that this is going to do a lot to instantly fill out the boot camp program. And um, I, I think, and maybe I'm wrong. We'll find out. I'm, you know, 
I like your optimism. I like your optimism. Okay. I think I think my optimism is uh, you know a big part of uh, where things and, fail. And, no. Well, see the thing is, it's not a failure. You know, it's not a failure. You're not failing at all here. That's one thing I always I always find interesting. Well, that's a good point. Is that you aren't failing here because we're getting a lot of shit done. Holy crap! Is there a lot of shit getting done? Yeah. Dude, from the time that I was here before <laughs> till now, it's like holy shit. There's stuff here that wasn't here before. True. And it's fucking awesome. True. You know. We are moving forward. I mean, just from the time when I was here when I came out for the um, off grid kitchen thing. Oh, that was like before, two months ago. Yeah, before before the peasant PDC. Yeah. Till now, I can see that there's stuff's been happening. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so when I see that just in that little short amount of time, and you're sitting going, man, fucking nothing's going on. Oh, oh my lord, oh, yeah, you're right. please tell me. You're right, you're right. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, dude, really? You're fucking full of shit. Because and but the thing is, but the other side of it is. When it comes to, you know, when I say, you know, when I give you a ribbon about being op- being optimistic about how quickly these things are going to fill out, that's going to be what it's going to be. Either, you know, either it's going to come true or it's not going to come true. But the fact is, is that by doing these things, by offering these opportunities, hmm. you're getting that, for- we're getting, you know, we are getting the forward velocity that's needed to make things continue to happen. And... If, to fill in to fill in um, the rental and event manager role yeah. with somebody that is actually here who is going to go who's going to be here permanently who's going to be here permanently and who's going to go holy shit there are twelve rental how many rental properties are there here? I think there's at least eight structures eight, eight, eight to twelve structures depending I because I'm thinking there might be twelve but there eight structures if you if you kind of if you lower your standards loose definitions of structure but that depends upon the experience that people are coming for yeah you know i mean you know and and i'm going to put in a structure i'm going to say as a structure would also be um the tent platform the the camping platforms there's tent pads there's nice those tent pads are nice so what you know so somebody comes out here with the intention of coming out here and getting a week of soul time Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is that they're coming here for, mm-hmm. you know, they can spend it in a in a Wafati, or they can spend it in uh, the the TP, or they can spend it in one of the one of the other structures, or they can spend it in you know tent doing whatever. They can do glamping or camping or whatever they're doing. But that aspect of things helps give the other things that little extra boost, which allows people to say, hey, you know, maybe someone come out for a week. Or they come up for you know they're they're cruising through and say hey you know I'm gonna stop at at Paul's at Paul's uh, you know permaculture world and we're gonna go ahead and see what what kind of innovations is being incubated on in the lab or on the base camp right and I'm not gonna expect that there's a fucking farm that's gonna feed me 14 meals a day of high quality better than organic because Paul's busy fucking innovating <laughs> I I would like to think that next year. Anybody who comes by, there's going to be more food. There's going to be a lot more food, and and anybody who comes by uh, probably can have 20 to 30 percent of their food needs met while they're here. So you get the pep one, pep, pep and, two. And it's like one of the things we hoped that I'd hope to have happen during the peasant PDC is not only would Allerton Abbey be 100 percent complete, but it would have a fence around it 
so then, you know, when we build a bunch of culture beds and plant them all full of gardens up, that uh, we're not just feeding the wildlife, and that um, then when the peasant PDC happens next year, then, you know, 100% of their food needs can be met through food that's just simply growing there. Right. But, um, you know, we didn't get the fence up. Um, and Allerton Abbey is looking really beautiful right now. Okay. Um, but still, uh, in fact, there was a, these two guys. They were they were awesome. Not two guys. It was, three, it was a guy and, and his, his two, two boys. boys. And um, uh, they were going to come back and hang the door. And we, we went over all kinds of details about that. And they haven't been back yet. And so maybe they're going to be showing up in a couple of days. I don't know. Um, but all right, we're kind of we hope to see you. Yeah, kind of hope, kind of, kind of leaning on that. Um, and there's a couple other things that need to be done. Right. But Allerton Abbey is looking really nice. And there's still a couple more things that need to be done at Allerton Abbey. But all right, all right. So, but that point being that that's that's funding that's funding things where people come out and they see stuff and they go, you know what? Boot camp sounds like a fine idea. Or this ant challenge, I can do that. Yeah. And realistically, they'll they'll put put the green where their mouth is, and they'll come in and be part of the and be part of the program, be part of that, and become. Critical mass is going to be. It's going to take. You know, you ever rolled a snowball downhill? <laughs> have you? And, and so I I actually have. And so you'll see it at one part. Sometimes you're it's still the building the snowball. You're still building the snowball. Depending upon the quality of the snow. And then it starts to kind of go on its own. And then it starts to go on its own. Yeah. It no longer needs you to be pushing on it. It's yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. And then, so, although sometimes with the quality of the snow, yeah. the snow's too dry, it doesn't have enough bindy stuff, then, you know, it just falls apart no matter what you do. But then the, with the right conditions in the snow, yeah. which is PEP 1 and PEP 2. Right. I see where you're going with this. I, I think I think PEP one and PEP two is going to add a lot of fuel to the boot camp program, yeah. and it's also going to transition us to be more about people building experiences than about um, uh, trying to compare what we're doing to like the Woof program. Right, and it's not. And so one of the boots was here this year who fell in love and went away. Sadly. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, she was saying something about how. She's done a lot of WOOF programs. In fact, she was kind of saying something about, like, um, at a previous WOOF place, she had to leave because the two people that were there were, like, yelling at each other all the time. Oh, yeah. angry people. Angry people, yeah. Love those in the community. They're right. awesome. I should have asked if it was the Fouches. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Can't go there. Can't go there. So, Gotta uh, give that up, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it go, brother. Let, Let it go. go. Let it go. So anyway, uh, uh, and then she felt like it was really awesome here because uh, Joss and I don't ever yell at each other. Well, you don't. Uh, yeah. It's kind of sickening. <laughs> I, she's, the woman spoils me too much. Well, you know, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. With Jocelyn... You are punching above your weight. Dude, dude, don't I, ruin this for me. For the whole world. The whole world knows. <laughs> now, the reason why I say that... Don't put ideas in her head. The reason why I say that, and I think I can get away with this, is that I also am punching well above my own weight. Uh, yeah. You know, my, I, my bride is quite the lovely person, and she... You're going to have her listen to this, aren't you? I fucking hate. <laughs> told the whole world, man. No, it's just the whole idea is that, you know, it's that you provide, you know, you know the 20 to 20 month party and everything. Every time I've come down here, 
even if it was you know just when it was that short afternoon and we were doing the DVDs. Oh or right. What I'm or what I'm packing here, all those boxes. You know when I was here for when I was here for um, the uh, off grid kitchen thing or this just coming down this weekend. Um, you folks are extremely welcoming, and the atmosphere here is awesome. And there's stuff that needs to get done. And you need people to do it. And that's the big key thing. Well, and Fred is a, is a nice, Fred, is an authentically nice person. Fred is Fred is such a gem. The guy, the guy just, I, I'm weirded out by him sometimes. Because <laughs> of how, you know, I sit there, you know, during the, during the uh, uh, permaculture event, or the, the outdoor, off-grid kitchen event, watch Fred working with the boots. Right. And how he would develop consensus and get things rolling forward and get things going the way he wanted them to go. Yeah. And the way things needed to go with inputs from everybody, but he was getting it done. He's an expert communicator. And he, you know, and when he's around here or when we're talking about whatever, you know, when, when uh, Dan Ullman was filming yesterday with the, with the, uh, the monster dehydrator, so the, the dragon, the dragon. I don't know what we're calling. I I look at it. I see it's a I, damn. That's a giant dragon. <laughs> it's a giant thing. That dehydrator is huge. Yeah. The dragon's belly. Maybe it's the dragon's belly. Okay. That's where everything gets. I don't know. I I'm fucking reaching. But the way he talks and that he explains and he takes it down right to the person's level and puts it right out there for him and brings them together. That guy, you know, that you didn't have to go through a hundred more people to find him was yeah. awesome. And I think that's part of your frustration with the event manager and the the uh, uh, natural builder is that you got Fred. Right. And Fred was a, Fred was someone who came along and self-selected for this place on top of that. Which is what everybody that you want to come here is, is they're all going to be self-selected for this place. Because living here in Montana is not a piece of cake that a lot of people want it to be. I know, I've lived here most of my life. And yeah. So I, I think one of the things I like about Fred is, is that he's a very patient communicator. Huge and so, yeah. and at the same time, it's kind of like... Which is also... I think the, what we were having happen during the 20-month party is people would come and they were given a task and then they would just simply not do it. Um, and, you know, so there was, there was a lot of that going on. I mean, there were people that were getting a lot done, but right. most people were not. And it's because they weren't getting the kind of leadership that they needed. Whereas Fred's going to, to you know, uh, work with people. Yeah. And um, and then when people are, like, got questions, whatever, he will take the time to patiently explain whatever's going on. And in a way, like you're saying, that it makes sense for that person. Right. And, and then it's like, oh, 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 all right, you know. Oh, I get it, Fred. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then if somebody's like, sure. oh, we've been doing this a long time, I'm getting tired, you know, like from doing this repetitive thing or whatever, then, you know, Fred's like, well, let's switch it up. We can do this other thing. We'll do this other thing for a while. You know, yeah, and we got enough done here. Let's go over here and do this. Yeah, yeah. And I saw him do that as well. Yeah. So he <laughs> wants to make sure that no one's getting bored. Yeah. You know, and everything feels a bit educational, and um, and then there's a sense of accomplishment at the end, and, and so it's rewarding. It's a soul building experience. Exactly. As opposed, to if you're given a task and you're out there out by yourself, it's kind of a soul draining experience, or it can be a soul draining experience. And when I talked to the Boots about how they were feeling about boot camp and what's going on, and you know, it's kind of a feeler. 
I got positive responses. Yeah. I'm learning a lot. I'm getting a lot out of this place. I'm learning all kinds of stuff that I never figured I would know before, and I'm getting it here. And, you know, I, I heard a woofer saying, I've learned more here than I've learned anyplace else. Right. Right. And I've I'm heard like, of that a lot, too. And I'm like, wow, that's cool, because that's the point of this place. Yes. And, and, and I well, the experiments, yeah. you know, but I think a huge part of that, a huge part is Fred. And with, without Fred, it's like none of this would, would work. He's helping them with their skill sets. A lot of them don't have the skill sets. They don't have the PEP 1 and PEP 2 stuff, and they're getting it when they're here. And Fred's guiding them through a lot of things. Uh, it's true. I think a lot of the people that have been here for a month, they've probably uh, qualified for PEP 1. Yep. And um, and so I think what we just need to do is to, to start you know putting together the bits and bobs to be able to document that solidify make it true and and that's like uh, and then build on it. Um, so then you're gonna need a then you're gonna need a biological PEP one verifier and a biological PEP two verifier. Well, I kind of feel <laughs> like uh, Permies.com is standing by and ready uh, to do ready. that. It is. It's built no, into it, the software. Th- yeah, I was gonna say, don't you already have that in the software? It's already in the software. And then basically people post photos of like okay. You know, I did this. I need to do 24 things to qualify for PEP 1. So here's thing 1. Here's thing 2. Tomorrow I hope to post thing 3. You know, something like that. And then uh, and then a person can say, hey, uh, I think I've completed PEP 1. Can somebody validate me? And we've got a staff of 40 people standing by to, like, look through all the pictures and say, yep, that all adds up. That's a, that's a PEP 1 right there. It's still a biological verifier. It is. It is a biological verifier, but However, it's a there's distributed a whole, but system. It's a distributed system where all the infrastructure is there waiting to be used, and it just requires somebody to start using it and then somebody else to verify. And we've got a massive gob of people standing by yeah. who are, like, chomping at the bit to validate this stuff. I think there's a lot. I mean, the first one, the first few are going to be challenging as we have to test the system to make sure it's working correctly and stuff. But, but all right. So there's the boot camp program. Very excited to get it, you know, filled quickly and rolling strong. There you go. And it'll improve our overall forward velocity. Yes, we have a forward velocity right now. Um, I just wish it was much stronger. And um, I mean, part of us is. I, I mean, I don't have a million dollars. And this is called make the best of it. That's right. And I think I think the solution to these problems are going to be creativity. And then when, when once we figured out what worked and what didn't, then we can document it, and then other places can uh, can can do the things that we have stumbled upon. There you go. Yeah. Uh, next item I got on my list is uh, the book you wanted me to to, to comment on yes. the book progress. So your comment to me was on the book. Uh, what'd you, what, have you settled on a title yet? Because last time I checked, there was you were still up on the air on what the title was going to be. So um, I I think the title of the book is um, How to Build uh, build a Better world. world in Your Backyard uh, Instead of Being yeah. Angry at Bad Guys. Right, which is a lot of, which is a mouthful. So we kind of keep calling it the Build a Better World book. And I like that. And And it's like for short, but it's, you know, the full title is In Your Backyard. Instead of being angry at bad guys, and so you're, and you were talking about how the original idea was, you put this thing together out quick, six weeks, run a Kickstarter, you know, get a get a couple, hopefully a couple thousand people that say, oh, a book, awesome, yeah, and ten bucks ahead, ten bucks ahead, you boom. got that, boom, print then, it, ship it, 
and then a thousand people maybe over the next 45 years buy another copy. There you go. Because oh, this is quickly put together. It's it's a real nice overview. It's what are blah blah blah. It's a blah. collection of Paul's essays. Right. Um, kind of a thing, maybe with some images added in, a little frosting on the cake. A little frosting. But now, as the project's progressed, you've changed focus because you want it so that if a million people read this book, a million people are going to get something useful out of it. So Sean and I have agreed to take a longer path. Right. And um, and w- and rather than like, let's just glue it together quick and ship it, um, you know, which is a path. It's good. It's a path. It's and, quite often a path. And and it's like and it would have I think it would have worked fine and I think a lot of people would have been really happy with that. Right. And um, but instead what we're doing now is we are taking apart every letter of every word of every sentence of every paragraph. And we're hashing through it and repolishing and repolishing and repolishing. And the the thing that we keep telling ourselves is, let's write it as if a hundred million people are going to read it. There you go. And um, because we, it's it's possible that um, it could make a bigger difference than what we originally set out to do. And so probably it won't be a hundred million people, but maybe it'll be. Uh, like maybe maybe more people will read it than have been reading the permaculture playing cards, and so we um, uh, have now uh, we're we're somewhere around uh, twenty five thousand playing cards. So let's do the, so we've done the third printing, and so I've that means twenty five of them. So so there's so I think right now we've got we've we've printed thirty thousand. We have five thousand still here, so that's twenty five thousand. But uh, maybe this book will get read by more people than the permaculture playing card. So maybe it'll be thirty thousand people. It could instead be a lot of, of people. 3, a lot of people don't. Maybe a lot of people don't realize that they can actually read those cards. You know, it's it, it amazes me how many people. Oh, these are pretty cards. It's like read them. Yeah. Yeah. No. We, no. 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 You understand? They're pretty cards. Yeah. <laughs> We uh, we we tried this when that was Alexander and I, and our our motto was that somebody's going to give this to somebody for Christmas, and they're going to open the deck, pull the cards out, turn to a random card. We have approximately 12 seconds to hook them on permaculture, and we don't know which card they stopped at, and so um, uh, we gotta we gotta have enough information on the card so that they're going to be like, well, that was actually really quite interesting. And they want to look at one more card. And then we want to hook them so that they'll end up reading the whole deck. And then they went from kind of being snotty about permaculture to being a convert. Right. So that's the function of the cards. The function of the cards isn't so much for a person to own a deck of the cards. The function of the cards is for somebody who's keen on permaculture and their their family and friends are mocking them for their love of permaculture. 
<laughs> so that when Christmas rolls around and now you have a gift-giving obligation to meet, right. then you can get a, uh, a deck or a, a brick of cards, so 12 decks of cards, and give them to all these people right. so they'll stop thinking that you're a horrible person and that they'll instead possibly get hooked themselves. That's the function of the cards. That's an awesome function, too. Yeah, I think it's not too bad. Now, the book, we're Jocelyn actually... Jocelyn thought of that, didn't she? What's that? Jocelyn thought that up, didn't she? Thought what up? You want to... The awesome idea. The awesome <laughs> idea. Uh, I just came up during a podcast, the yeah. idea of, of making these cards. Awesome. And then uh, somebody said, I'm going to do it. And then they didn't. Yeah. And then I approached two other parties, like, will you, will you take on the project? And right. they didn't. And so finally, it's one of those things where it's like, it's like pep one, pep two. Right. I'm just going to have to do it myself. You know, I'm just going to have to fi- finish it. I mean, it's already been started. Jesse Markowitz did a a, a whole bunch of, of work on it already. Yeah. And I just need to finish what he started. You know, there's just some work that needs to be done to... And I, I'm, this, as soon as this Kickstarter is done, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in on Pep One and Pep Two, and then once that's done, then I'm going to do everything I can to accelerate completing this book. Mm. Um, and and then I think that the the primary function of the book is going to be similar in a way to the cards, and that's going to be to um, direct it to people who are going to buy it by the dozen. Right. And then they're going to give it to people. You know, for to try to influence people, and so that's that's what we're hoping to do, and we want to make it really. So we are super researching all the little bits and bobs, and we're trying to make sure that um, each chapter has enough pop and giggle to it, you know, to make it interesting to read. And um, uh, but I think I think what what I mean you've read a few of the chapters so yes, far, and I think that uh, this this stuff is now that we're cranking out now is probably two to three times more profound than the stuff I usually write. Hmm. We would you, you're saying hmm, you don't agree with it? No, it's like oh no, that's uh uh, uh-huh. okay. uh okay 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 no and that, that's actually uh not not I don't believe it but as in. You can be pretty pr- fucking profound just normally, and I'm like, oh, you got more. Well, we're trying to and concentrate I, and I, it. And what I what I what I read what I read so far was, yeah, okay. I mean, we're trying to we're trying to take when I I'll go out and I'll write something and I'll fill ten pages. Right. And it's like, okay, now let's polish this so it fits so the same message fits in three pages. And That's so, not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. And so it's like, and, it worked, and part of what we're trying to do is to say that, and we're going to try and fit basically 500 pages, maybe 800 pages of my writing into a 200-page book. And a 200-page book is a pretty small book. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know... I'm trying to think of like what books are like a one that people would know as a pretty light book, a pretty thin book, <laughs> and, and we we want to keep it thin. But we well, but it's like years of Montana before history is a mm-hmm. is a 200 page book. Okay, all right. <laughs> but I don't think a lot of people know that. I don't think about, uh, I saw it because you were waving it in front of me. Yes, I did. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at one of the books here you have on the shelf. No, look over here. These are these are the permaculture books over here. Okay. Let's see. And so whatever, what, what's that permaculture one Permaculture Design. That's about 200 pages. What? Triple Garden's about 300, right? 
I, I think permaculture desi- a designer's manual. That one's like 800 pages. No, 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 in my bookshelf. Okay. Here's here's the thing is is that we're taking our time. Instead right. of doing it in six weeks, we're gonna try for six months of hard work. Right. And we've already like six more months from now. And I think we've already got like a good five months into it. And so um uh this'll be a it'll end up being a good year long project. And we started off with most of the material already. Right. Of, you know, stuff I've written. And um so but we're, yeah, we're just, there's it, there's a lot more to it. And um, we have shared chapters of people on the dailyish email. We've done a thing where once in a while we'll say, we're making a chapter available to you to come and give us feedback. Right. And um, we've decided that there's two, you know, open for public comment passes that we're doing on a selection of the chapters. And so one pass is like, you know, are there any things that we forgot to add in? Is there a general approach? You know, things of that nature. And so then we, we you know, work in the suggestions that we thought were good. Mm-hmm. And then we do another pass where it's going to be like, um, uh, like, this is going to, we're not going to make any big changes, but we're open to like, you know, uh, uh, tightening it up, right. uh, adding some pop and giggle. Um, you know, clarity. Uh, maybe some clarity. Maybe some more. Where it's going to be, uh, it's going to have a, a lot of footnotes that are going to be reference references. Uh, so you know, kind of a bibliography. Fucking citations. Yep, citations. We're 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 gonna. It's gonna be pretty intense in that respect. Yeah. So, um, but you know, this is it's gonna be a long time until it's available. That's okay. But we're we're we are working on it every week even through the Kickstarter um to get it to get it done. All right. Uh next item I got on my list um is poly dough. You were eating some of the bread. I was eating poly dough today. Fucking tasty stuff, brother. Yeah, I can't eat it right now because of my gallstone stuff. That sucks, because it's good. Yeah, I... I just want you to know it's really good. And it's really good with with organic strawberry jam on it. I don't like it. Really, I do. With the wheat as much. I like it when it's all white flour better. Uh, I don't know why. I do. And I got to tell you, the They're different tastes. They're different tastes. Yeah. Oh, no, that's true. You could kind of pop back and forth. Yeah. Do, and so this time, Jocelyn did like more whole wheat stuff. And I love whole wheat. Yeah. And so, that's actually more like a it's more like a dark bread than. It was pretty dark. That, yeah. that stuff that she made looked pretty it, dark. It was and it was really good. I I think I she mean, made I, it. I, we I had got, like a barbecue night and, and she cooked it out here in the in the uh, rocket stove, rocket oven. The rocket oven. I do it well, too. It's yeah. horrible of me. But what I think it was a couple nights ago she made it and it was like. Um, we made uh, hamburger buns and hot dog buns. Huh. And I think those are kind of like hot dog buns. Yeah. And I, think, I think that's because uh, two nights ago, and so what you ate was actually a day old. Yeah. And so two two nights ago, I think I think she made a whole bunch of sausages and stuff for people and burgers. Oh. And so. Um, that's uh, th- okay. Yeah. 
Spaghetti flavored cake was pretty awesome last night. So yeah, it's pretty, happy. that was that was amazing. And um, uh, she made one that I'm allowed to eat. You know, there you go. and I think I think Jocelyn, I need to record a podcast because it's been like seven months since I've had a gallstone, and I still got all those stones with me and the gallbladder with me. Because what they want to do is when you get there and you're at the hospital, they're like, oh, we'll just whip you on upstairs to surgery. We'll whip that thing right out. Just like that. Yeah, one of one of one of my artifacts. I understand this because I have kidney stones. Okay. You know, you you said you had gout. See, my gout is in my kidneys. <laughs> That's what what okay. it's when some people have gout in their joints. Yep. And some people get kidney stones. I'm the one that gets kidney stones. And when an artifact of my pain regi- my pain modification regimen for my horribly gimpy shoulder. Is I'm taking NSAIDs to, you know, to handle what is obvious, what is usually not very pleasant at all, and I'm passing rocks out of my kidneys, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Except there's other stuff that comes with them. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I wish I wish there was some way to get rid of that. I I gotta say that uh, people have been very happy with Jocelyn's cooking during the event, and now we have oh, yeah, one person at the ATC right now who apparently normally has arthritis problems, and apparently it's gone away with Jocelyn's really? cooking. Well, well of course, there's a lot of turmeric in there, so... Well, Jocelyn cooks to reduce inflammation for me because she believes inflammation is what's causing the gallstones and the gout That's and all the that stuff. part of my pain is the inflammation. swollen tissue, which is why I go with the NSAIDs, because I'm already on taking turmeric and all kinds of stuff like that to... Okay. Try to reduce things. I, I think we got to do a podcast with Jocelyn to talk about all the foods that she's feeding me and why and and all because uh, one of the things that the doctor said is um, uh, as a and this is the the naturopathic doctor she's also an MD and she was saying that for all the patients that have come through mostly it's women who get gallstones right. none of them have been able to solve the problem with diet none of them not one. And so Jocelyn kind of took that up as a personal challenge. Like, I, I will show them. I will make sure. You really? Through yeah. diet. I will totally. And it's like it's worked. It's it's worked. And uh, so uh, I'm the first uh, so for this doctor. Be, so for they got the Gershon method for for cancer. Yeah. So it's going to be the Campbell method well, there's for a, gallstones. Okay. Yeah, well, there's there's a list of people that have, you know, Gershon's one for the cancer yeah. thing. There's all kinds of different stuff. And, uh, um, you know, but uh, Jocelyn's probably not the first because, you know, there, we've got a book right. on the topic that I thought was pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, again, I think that's another podcast for the, for another day. Right. We're talking about polydough. Polydough. And so the awesome. idea of polydough is that uh, you mix it up. And then you let it rise, you punch it down, you throw it in the fridge. And then uh, whenever you want to make something bready, you reach in and you rip off a piece. And so there's a pizza, uh, there's a there's a hamburger bun, fry bread, so fry fast, bread. Oh fry bread so quick. Uh, and then uh, uh, cinnamon rolls, cinnamon rolls, yeah. uh, easy, super quick, cinnamon rolls. Amazing how fast cinnamon rolls is. Um, uh Oh, pigs in a blanket is oh, fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love pigs in a blanket. Uh, Peroshkis. My son did a lot of Peroshkis. Mm. Um, but there's a long, long, long list of stuff to do, 
And uh, so, you know, Jocelyn throws it together, throws it, you could throw it into the rocket oven, and then boom, baby, there's a loaf of bread, there's a bunch of buns, and, and uh, there's, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So and fast. with the rocket, rocket oven, you go from cold to food, edible food, eaten food, uh-huh. in, in 30 minutes. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it Which is normally up. the time it takes to heat up the oven. And then you got another hour of cooking to go on top of that. So basically, if you're going to cook with the rocket oven, you, you it takes less time than a conventional oven. Heck yeah. It goes faster. And um, and I think that as we move on to version you know seven, version eight, version nine, I think we might even be able to get it even faster still. We've had tons of ideas about all kinds of ways to get it to really you know heat up faster, like get to 350. Then hold it at 350. I mean, now we've got the thermometer that's yeah. mounted on the outside that has a probe going to the inside. Now you don't have to open the door to see what the temperature is. You know, which is a cool innovation. Yeah, and then there's a long list of more innovations to come. I made that suggestion a long time ago. Though. <laughs> and I was thinking about a Bluetooth one though, because you know, I like gadgets. <laughs> okay. So let's see. Um, so the videos, though, you know. Oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on time. Right on time. Do it. So as I was walking by the rocket oven this morning, I looked over and I saw some mud on it. This morning? This morning. Yeah. There was little bits. Yeah, because they were, they were messing with a little they bit of cob over yeah. the top. And so... And I know that Jocelyn was getting, you know, Dan was in here, he was videoing it yesterday. Yeah. And Jocelyn was talking about this to me this morning. And I remember and I remember thinking as I walked past, that I, and I saw that, and I'm like, I wonder if Jocelyn saw that mud on there. Because I know Jocelyn has a particular eye for disorder. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in a lot of the videos... That are put out. We have this is this is an innovator place, so people are doing stuff. It's do it do it. It's kind of do it yourself. This is how it's, this is how you make it. Bam bam bam. Yeah. All 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 the warts and and uh, pimples available are sh- being shown. Right. And sometimes she thinks a little more polish could be used. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she gets into a lot of that. So she hears we're going to go video something or take a picture. She wants to go. She wants to be out there hours. an hour before you get out there, and she's going to tidy it up. two, not an hour. You're shortchanging her. She yeah, that, that's hours. true. I, I, she's done two hours before. Nope, you're right, and, you're right. And that's, that's something. I'm like, yeah, okay, I can see that. I can see where she's coming from. At the same time, it's just, you know, there's all that. You want to get it out there. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in do? the middle of, like, too many projects, and I try to squeeze too much in a day. I mean, I've, I, it's like every day I bite off more than I can chew. And, and then, uh, and so, yeah, I want to race out. And then, of course, I'm also, like, working with people where it's like, oh, I don't want to. And it's like, I don't have the time. I don't. And so then i got to, like, make promises. So it's like, basically, most people want to have no risk whatsoever. Right. Which means in order for a project to move forward, I have to take all the risk. Yeah. And, and it's like, 
all right, so now you've got no risk whatsoever. Now will you do it? And it's like, well, okay, as long as Jocelyn went out there ahead of time and she did all that, and then this person and they're there, then they're there, then and, you know, and I go out there and I'm, it's all, you know, okay, I guess I'll go and you know, and, um, yeah. So there's a, there's a fair bit of that kind of thing. That's right. And and it's like not all the time. I mean, Fred's not like that at all. Fred Fred will, you know, there's a dirty job needing doing. Right. You know, Fred doesn't even talk about it. If you go out to do it, you'll find Fred's already got it done. Right. You know, and it's like, and Jocelyn's the same way. You mm-hmm. know, you don't even include Jocelyn in the conversation. She just happened to hear enough to know that it needs to be done. And then by the time you get out there, Jocelyn's already done it. And it's like, this is this is how come we're moving forward. Yeah. Is because there are fuck. So as much as I bitch about people... Got, it's like for you know there you are gems that are rolling forward. There, there are awesome people that come through. They're amazing, and and uh, they do great great things. Hmm. So, um, and I hope that for every person that comes through and does great things, that you know I mention their name. Whereas I think when people behave poorly, I generally do a good job of not mentioning their name, but there's a certain the couple whole, yeah. that came out and they put their name on their shit. Yeah. Um, for and, the world to see. And it's like, and I think what they did is they stood up and said, we're dumb fucks. I think that's what that, that's what I saw out of the whole video. <laughs> and, and it's like, uh, in fact, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, just about a week ago, somebody was here and they said, yeah, I saw that before buying the ticket to come out here. And when I saw it, I just thought, those people are douchey. <laughs> you know? It's like, that's all I saw was people mm. being douchey. And I thought, yeah, you know, you're right. That's kind of exactly all it is. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. So, um, YouTube videos. Yeah. I got a note here that you asked me to write down. Oh, did I? Yeah, is that what you're talking oh. about? No, no, no. Um, no, no, no. Oh, um, Lord, what was I? You were talking about Jocelyn. I was talking about Jocelyn. Going out there YouTube and videos, the mud on the mud. on the rocket oven. You saw a little dab of mud. And then we got into a long conversation about frugal living. But I said YouTube videos. Something about YouTube videos was what was my thought? Now I okay. I'll write it down. Hold on, let me look at my notes. Maybe I wrote it down. Well, okay, here's the thing I got written down, is that I got 73,000 subscribers on YouTube. There you go. But I put up a video on YouTube, and I get like 500 views, because YouTube right. changed all their algorithms. Oh, right, 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 right. There we go. The secret YouTube algorithms and how things happen. So, as part of a conversation that we had on Permies, yeah. where, or was it in a staff meeting, I don't know, one of the two, um, I went out and started looking around on YouTube because I was wondering why I wasn't getting fucking notifications of all this shit that's going on out there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? What? I subscribe. I'm subscribed to this stuff. Why aren't you telling me that this stuff is happening? Right. Like you go and you look at a channel and it's like they've come out with 20 new videos that uh, I never that even happen? knew about. When did that happen? Yeah. And so I got into my stuff and I started looking and I may actually made a wiki. It's in staff-only forum right now, but I'm going to move it into a public forum on on Permi. So, but it describes my process, where you how you can get into the into the settings, and you set your settings for how things come. Where you're on when you're online, do you get a push notification that shows up on the side? 
which, you know, sort of like our rocket oven push that we've been having recently that is freaking people out sometimes probably. But you get a push notification that says, hey, this guy, this person you're subscribed to is, is whatever. But the only reason you get those push notifications is you've hit the bell icon. Yeah. yeah and so if the bell is icon is either a bell or it's a bell with a couple lines, which kind of means it's ringing. If it's not ringing, you're not getting notifications. And so your 73,000 subscribers probably don't have the bell. Probably don't. I didn't have the bell. Yeah, no, it's I mean, I, I, went, I went through all my subscriptions. I got 57 channels I subscribed to. Some, some of them put out a lot of content. Some of them haven't put out anything in years. But I went down the key ones, and there's two places you can hit that hit that icon. One is if you're subscribed, it's right next to on the, when you're on the video on the channel. It's right next to the video. It says subscribed, and then there's the bell. Yeah. You click that, and it turns it either on or off. So now my, you go to your settings and do it. My understanding is is that now what what influences YouTube is um, a that you find the video like in their main page, right? And you click on that, that, and then somehow because it's like all those videos are in a little video competition on YouTube, right? So you gotta win that competition. Then the next thing you gotta do is you gotta watch the video to the very end. That is one thing. And 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 then the next thing is the thumbs up, right? Subscribe and, and bell and comment. And it's like this is so basically by doing all those things, you YouTube will now show that video to like 400 more people. So you, right. this is how you influence. Doesn't have to be my shit. Go Anybody's out there and shit. do it for whatever is like good stuff. Right. Um. Uh. You know. But it's like when I look at stuff like wait, this video has been out for a day and it's already got 1.5 million views. And it's like, so then you go and you look at it, and it's got like um, 800,000 likes and 800,000 comments. Right. So it's like, that's like half the people watching it did a thumbs up and commented. And when I look at my videos, it's, it's generally more like one person out of 10 gave a thumbs up and one person out of 10 left a comment. And, so, that's, nor and that's the normal for most channels. So as much as... I and all my vanity and arrogance want to have for every video I put out, you know, five million views within the first 24 hours. Let's face it, all the teenagers that know how to work the system control YouTube because our people are just not going to click on the thumbs up. They're just well. Well, you want fucking. They're not going to do it too. to that rate. They're not going to. It's, it's not like half of them are going to do it. Half of them are not going to leave a comment. Half of them, you know, it's, it is what it is. And they're, therefore, it's going to always be in obscurity. And they're using, I mean, on because on YouTube, there's also all the little icons where you can push oh. to different social media platforms. Right. Which, unfortunately, I'm a poor person who does not do those things because I, I hate them. Yeah. But I'm also not a 20-something. That's it. That's all of my notes, man. That was it. That's the whole thing. What else you got on yours? I think we covered everything. We, we talked about, uh, yeah, we talked about funding and aspects of RMH and floor velocity. Oh, oh frugal living. Okay. 
So one of the other aspects is people are always talking about money goes is, well, we're giving you all this money. Yeah. What are you doing with it? Oh, I always tell them hookers, heroin, and hooch. Well, there you go. So that's those yeah. the, th- the three H's are always thing. Yeah. But the reality is that you guys live extremely frugally here. Oh, that's true. You live a very frugal life. You yeah. don't have a lot of a lot of frivolity, and there's not a lot of weird extras that you're kicking out for. Look at these overalls, Look man. Look at these overalls. These are pretty shot. Well, we need some new overalls. Yeah, here. these are pretty um, pretty fucked up overalls. You know, the deck needs a couple of new boards. I actually Justin pointed out that the deck. Need, I thought the deck was fun. Oh yeah. Uh, I I uh, um these are actually older overalls because I lost a bunch of weight. I could fit into some. Uh, oh, some of your young. Some your, of the older overalls. You know, I I did that. I gave when I gave up sugar mm. or when I gave a high fructose corn syrup for uh-huh. Lent this year. Uh huh. I went from wearing size 38, size 40 jeans. I'm back in size 36. Wow. Congratulations. So I'm pretty happy about that. Right. I'd, rather, I'd really rather be in size 32s again. <laughs> but, you know, I'm 57, so i got to live with what i got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the frugal living aspect, to go back to that, is, you know, people people think, oh, well, you're getting all this money. And everybody, always, everybody always counts more money in your hand than you do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You that know, is super true. And so... I like. I wanted to comment on the fact that you guys live here very frugally. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of people that come through here. Right. And as we pointed out earlier in the podcast, everything's running in the red. Yeah. You know, all the yeah. money is getting dumped into keeping things rolling. You know. So I spend. What the server bills alone are. You know, stuff doesn't take a lot. In. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time in my office beating on the computer to try to get money to come out of it. Yeah. And um, and it's like, you know, every day, day after day, uh, trying to come up with all the things and then trying to do the work for future projects. And, right. And so I'm glad that Fred can lead the boots. Yeah. And um, and I'm glad that we get, we, we've had some amazingly excellent instructors come out here to, oh, yeah. to teach. And um, so I can get away with continuing to be stuck in the office here and push, 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 push. And um, but yeah, we I think uh, I think we live I think um, I uh, one of the years I was here uh, we we calculated that I uh, keep about eighty cents per hour. That's you know uh, my my fucking around with money. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then of course there's this guy um, Bill Krim who sent us those awesome uh, Amazon gift cards with the idea of like, you know, just, th- just do something fun, pure silly fun, and it's and, and it's didn't. Like, what a I don't understand how to spend money at Amazon for pure silly fun. And well, you get you guys did get the uh, thing for the top of the volcano though, right? That's that's right, and that thing has um, had some weather events happen to it. Well, they do because you know it's a big it's a big fucking kite that's on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, they're awesome when when there's not. I mean, the volcano is awesome, but the fact is that it's a top. Yeah. And this is there's Montana, wind. and there's wind. <laughs> yeah. It's not as much wind as on the east side. I mean, you know, we're not, uh, yeah, we're not yeah. that ridiculous, but but still. Well, so Jocelyn likes to go up to the top of the volcano. And I suppose, you know what, people who want me to be less fat, it <laughs> seems like they, they would put up all kinds of amazing, awesome things at the top of the volcano. I bet so I have to walk up I there. I bet if there was a Wi-Fi <laughs> hotspot up there... And no, I don't think that would make a difference. I don't think the Wi-Fi hotspot would make oh, any you, difference. You don't carry your laptop with you, do you? 
Yeah, I'm not going to carry the laptop with well, me. But then it's like there's cell work. reception up there because you're at oh. the top of the volcano. Yeah, but Wi-Fi is faster than cell. Cell here is faster than Wi-Fi. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So, Dang. but if we go up there and we've got the the bench has been great to just go up there and sit on the bench and now, uh-huh. I uh, um I, it would be great if uh, Jocelyn, in fact, Jocelyn tried to hire a guy to build a roundwood shelter up there so that the swing could be moved into the roundwood shelter. And the guy went up there and said, you're crazy, lady. Well, she knows a guy where that's his whole business. Uh-huh. Is uh, a variety of timber framing, including including roundwood timber framing. And um, the guy is just too busy right now. Plus, oh. he's over in the Seattle area, so it had to be like he'd have to get all his tools and his crew together and come, come out on. here. Mm. And so, um, but Jocelyn, you know, was trying to work a deal to basically pay for it. And um, that would that, be pretty cool. But, I mean, like, I don't think that there's, it would have to be an on-the-ground kind of thing uh, because it's, you know, everything here is built on a rock. But that would be pretty cool to go up there and there's, like, what if there's even, like, uh, some cupboards with snacks and and uh, you can kind of hang out there for a few hours. That would be pretty cool. You know, you remember the story of the stoat you and Fred talked about yeah. shortly ago? Yeah. I'm thinking you're going to have to watch out for the chipmunk mafia if you put snacks up there. I think that it would have to be inside this shelter that we're talking about. There would have to be some industrial strength cupboards there of some kind. There would have to be some serious metal involved, I'm thinking. Metal and seals to keep them little buggers out. But um, you could also put some, uh, you know, put put that bench in there, put some hammock chairs up there. Well, those are fun. Those are nice. I mean, you could make a pretty funky, cool little hangout spot up there. Yeah, that would be good. You know, it's a beautiful place. Um, but then, you know, next thing you know, you're making the walk. And uh, uh, and I kind of feel like if if we got a, if we built a couple of hugaculture beds up there, I'd want to go up there just to kind of you Keep know tend to the growies because we we did try to plant some growies up there, but I don't think any of them made it. It's pretty exposed, so... Yeah, the soil there is so thin. And so it's like, but uh, we do now have a road that goes all the way to the top. Oh, that's right, because it's coming from the fire. Right? What? No, no, the no. The road was built um, uh, three years ago. Oh, really? And um, a bit of a funny story is, like, it got within, like, 150 feet of the top... And, um, and and basically to build the road, we're we're you know breaking rock right the whole way. Then 150 feet shy of the top, we went from rock to stone. And stone is like 10 times harder, and we couldn't break it with the excavator. Right. And so it's like, well, it's over. So um, Evan was the driver, and Evan was, and I was paying him to to do it. Right. Um, and uh, uh, he got to that point and was like, I, there's no way around it. And it's like all so steep there, there's nothing you can do. So I came up with a plan and I said it would take an hour and a half. And um, and so basically what I proposed was is that we're going to dump some loads and we're going to lower the road. Um, because then we're, we're you know getting more material to push downhill. Then we're going to hang a hard left and go kind of straight up, but, you know, and uh, Evan was like, 
that's just not going to work. It's it's like you know you're talking about a month of of you know chiseling your way through and and so I said well it's an hour and a half and so I'll pay you to do an hour and a half and sure as shit an hour and a half is exactly what it took and <laughs> now we got a road all the way to the top. <laughs> People should listen to you more often. Damn right they should. Uh, well, I think so anyway, but it's okay. So. There you go. I can't remember what was the thing we were talking about. We frugal kind of, living. What's that? Frugal living. Frugal living. Yeah. In frugal I think, living. We went to. Well, that was actually a good bit of frugality because it's actually, to me, when it when it comes to in, in a person's life, you know, you live frugally, but at the same point, you have to take something for yourself to clear your clear your head and heart and all that kind of stuff. And I don't want to go all touchy-feely and weirdo-like, but uh, yeah, you got to get some time for your soul. And and that's and that, to me, the walk up there, first off, it's good for your body and you need it. Yeah. It's going to build some stamina, which you need. Yeah. Because yeah. you got a lot of work ahead of you. True. And, True. Because you're not going to quit, and mm. I don't want you to drop dead from, from lack of stamina, because you know, so the, much. The spinal cord thing and the gallstones thing and the gout thing have all taken their toll on me. Yeah. Yeah, they will. Yeah, it's like me. I got two bad knees, kidneys. My my blood pressure is crazy because I'm I'm overweight. My shoulders messed up. I I like the the thing that Jocelyn have, I have been had been doing before the PDC started, and that was uh, 20 minutes a day. We'd go out and work on a project that I selected, and 20 minutes a day we'd go out to work on a project that she selected. That's a fine trade. And uh, I. It was a really good system, but once the PDC started, it's like we can't, we just can't. So it goes away. It's, there's, there's way too much happening all at once, and um, plus, well, anyway, there's more to it why we can't. But I imagine that once the ATC is over, we'll kind of get back to it. Hope so. But I thought that was that was a pretty good one. But frugally, yes, um, I pretty much take all the money that comes in and put it into projects, and sometimes those projects are people. And sometimes those projects are materials, and um, uh, we, you know, we feed. We got to in order to do the boot camp program, we got to feed the boots. Yep. Um, and the the boots cost. I mean, there's everybody is certain that they are a perfectly tidy, clean person, but it's like I I kind of feel like uh, the the thing I've thought of is to say, like um, uh, when a person leaves a hotel room, they're thinking. This hotel room, I'm leaving it so clean, they won't have to do anything. The next person who comes in will find it perfectly fine. And then that same person, if they were to show up to that hotel room that was left by them, look at this shithole. And so everybody's got expectations that are far higher than, you know, what they'll do themselves. And as someone who lives in a hotel... Most of my time, because I'm on the road so much with my right. job, um, when I leave a hotel room, I generally don't let the, the staff come in all week long. I don't like people in my stuff. It's just one of my things. All right, all right. So at the end of the week, when I if I'm there multiple weeks, once a week they come in, or a couple times a week they come in, I leave five bucks. I leave a tip. Okay. And even though I picked up everything... And put everything away, and wipe stuff down, 
because I hate a mess just as much as the next guy and do all that stuff I still leave the five bucks and when I come back my hotel room is far cleaner than even I, than I left it and there's no way that I can sink to myself these people did nothing no I can see what they did they put all new towels in they made, they changed the bed and they vacuumed they wiped all the surfaces down all the surfaces down even the nasty grody surfaces they wiped down and I'm thinking yeah come on yep there's no way so the amount of money I spend on cleaning is pretty enormous yeah you do yeah you know so we've got people who come in and clean and uh, you got I'm, I don't see another way about it we got to do it. You have to. And, There's just no way. And so that's kind of, you know, so all the money that comes in from all these different projects and all these different things, it's all going out to other projects and hopefully other future Kickstarters. And yeah. we got to, and, and for every, for every 10 things that we try, maybe uh, one of them will someday grow up to be its own Kickstarter. Um, and, and in fact, I think it's even more skewed than that. Maybe for every 40 things we try, one of them will grow up to be a Kickstarter. And so then that means that a lot of money has got to go to a lot of different projects to try and mm-hmm. pull this off. Um, and uh, uh, I don't know. So, yeah, the money the money goes right back be, out. It can be frivolous with your money when you're doing... And you're trying to change the world. Well, we're trying to build a community here of, like, 40 people. Right. And, and so uh, there's that. And at the same time, um, I do think that the things that are in our Kickstarters right now are pretty fucking profound. Yeah. And um, and it's it's taken a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of effort to get it to the point that it exists. Mm-hmm. And and we've got um, I like to get to the point that we're maybe cranking out two, maybe even three Kickstarters a year. That'd be good. Um, uh, you know, but it would be a lot of work. And, and so, um, what I need is six more Freds and Jocelyns here. And it would be awesome to have, uh, six more on the online Empire side too. Yeah. Um, if I could hire an MBA to kind of manage the, all the businessy stuff, that would be great. Um, but an MBA, an MBA is going to want something on the order of like, Ten grand a month to start, yeah. and some sort of promise of a piece of the action on top of that. Heck yeah! And it's like, um, uh, and I think I think we can totally pull that off someday. But you know, an MBA ain't gonna want to come around here until I've got that coin to get it started. Yep. At the same time, I need forty grand to go put a proper well in up at the lab. I put yep. that much out already for wells that are weak or non-existent. Um, you know, and it's hey, like, I was free. <laughs> That's right. You came, you did the dowsing. What was that like two years ago? Two years ago, yeah. And uh, you went up and doused, and then you picked two spots, and in yeah. both spots you said the water is ten feet down, or something. And we dug up a, a hole sixteen, 16 feet foot deep. And we proved you wrong. We there proved was, you to be no. Full there of was shit. there was watery mud down there. <laughs> Wasn't free flowing water like I expected, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was dampness down there, but it wasn't. I know the water's there. I can it wasn't feel the it. flow. I could feel the water. I can. It's in them rod. It, it's in the rods. I can feel it. It's there. Well, if if we spend... now so today, I, my plan today, of course, is that I'm going to go out back out. To one of the specific areas where I felt the strongest, 
Okay. And I'm going to go up the side of the mountain because I'm pretty sure there's a spring up there. It just it, That'd be awesome if there was. So if nothing else, lay, a, lay some pipe or something. Or the other thing is, you know, one of one of the things that uh, I know Sep did was he did the he did some earthworks. Yep. That laid some pipe and then collected water in a way that the land was shaped, and he went from a dry hillside to something producing. What was it? I think it's a, a couple hundred gallons a day. Yeah. Like yeah. five or six gallons an hour, something like that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough. Enough. Right. I mean, enough for someone living frugally and within permaculture principles to live well, to not to water and do what they need to do. Here we are at base camp. Uh, our well, which is 600 feet deep, produces Through 200 well. gallons a day, and we're all here living on 200 gallons a day. That's crazy. I I think we're doing really good. Doing phenomenal. Yeah. And so makes me want to pour my water back in a bucket so somebody can use it for something else. <laughs> All right. Are we done here? You got yeah. anything else? I'm, I'm pretty good. If you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com where we talk about our crazy Kickstarter ideas, homesteading and permaculture. All the time. Don't forget, go out to patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts.